0: Quarterback Cephal Lufau led off this week's press luncheon. Then defensive back Cheeto Beowuze addressed the media. And finally, Mike McIntyre talked about the Buffs' upcoming game against Cal. What uh, do
1: you most differently about Cal from last year?
2: Cal, you know, I don't think they've changed a lot in terms of scheme purposes, but they're, they play a lot more together, and, you know, they'll be a lot more tougher this year.
3: After watching tape of the Hawaii game, how would you evaluate your performance?
2: I think I played pretty well. You know, obviously we had two picks. Um, you know, I thought I had P I. on the first one, so, you know, I'm not just some guy trying to throw in triple coverage. But, um, you know, obviously the offense stutter, uh, was stuttering in the second half, you know, but um, I think overall, you know, looking at missed throws and missed reads, you know, I think I played a pretty good game.
1: Seth, so through four games now, are, are you taking more hits than you were last year or fewer hits? How would you assess that
2: I I don't know you know I I haven't been counting the amount of hits you know they do take their toll but I mean it's part of the game and you know it's not going to take me down or take me out so uh, you know in terms of this year and last year I, I can't really say.
1: So maybe it's pretty
2: similar? Yeah I'd say it's pretty similar. How are
1: you feeling? going in this I feel
2: good. Uh, you know, it's just another week, uh, another week of preparation for, for a good team in Cal. Uh, you know, explosive offense, uh, really sound defense, and uh, the guys are, are getting prepared and, you know, really, really getting ready to go.
1: In training camp, Coach Lindgren's uh, talked about how maybe you could take uh, or make some progress this year in choosing to run uh, a little bit more effectively at times. Do you think you're, you're doing that, or?
2: I think I'm taking it when the opportunity there. You know, obviously it's not always going to be there, and, you know, sometimes we have designed runs, and I think I've done a lot better this year compared to last year. Um, so, you know, in terms of taking it when it's there, I think I've done a lot better.
4: Cal lost. They had a 15-point lead with about four minutes left, losing on a Hail Mary. If that was you, how angry would you be going into the next week? Do you expect
0: to see kind of an angry Cal team this week?
2: Yeah, definitely, you know. Losing a game like that is obviously frustrating for any team, you know, not just Cal, you know. And I expect them to play really well, uh, really hard, especially at home, uh, especially coming off of what was last week. But you know, I don't, I don't expect them to, to think too much about last week. You know, I expect them to you know, be a mature team and, and come out and just focus on us.
0: Sebby, so you beat Cal last year. Is there any
4: added incentive to kind of beat them again, knowing that that was your only confidence for the season ago?
2: No, you know, I, we just want to win every game, and you know, we don't want to say, hey, you know, we beat them last year, we should beat them again. You know, our mindset should be, we just want to win every week and, and go one and zero, and that's what we're going into. Except
0: where well, everybody talks about the Pac-12 offenses being complicated and uh, explosive, a lot. how about the secondaries uh, that you, you watch on film and stuff like that? Do they look different than maybe some of the other secondaries <coughs> in the country?
2: I, I can't really compare, to be honest. You know, I, I don't watch really football outside of watching film because uh, I, I can't watch just football to enjoy it anymore. Um, you know, but, you know, the Pac-12 DBs are really good. You know, you give them credit. They make plays, and you saw that against ASU. And so, you know, I haven't watched any film on other teams around the nation, but, you know, the Pac-12 DBs are, are good DBs. So you guys, it
0: seems like, there haven't been as many completions as the tight end of this year in the last few weeks as they were in the opening game against Colorado State. So that something you guys focus on? Are you just taking what's there and it hasn't been there? Because
2: how do you You're just taking what's there. You know, the, the tight ends are still there, still in the game plan, but we're going off of what the defense gives us and you know if they're gonna cover the tight ends then you know that leaves other spots open with receivers and running backs. You know, if they're going to start, you know, tripling, you know, say for Spruce or Shea, for example, you know, we can go back to our tight ends. You know, it's just what the defense gives us every week.
3: So now that he's becoming more comfortable in the offense, how much of a weapon can George Frazier be for you guys? We saw him a little bit the other night. but Is that something that you see him even growing more in
1: that role?
2: Yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a unique player. You know, he's going two ways right now. Uh, he's done a lot better uh, coming out of the backfield and catching the ball, and you know you guys saw he can catch and continue to run. Uh, I guess yards after catch is what you guys call it. Um, he's a big play guy, and you know we're looking to use him more.
1: Coach Lindgren yesterday was talking about how there were 18 third downs for you guys last week, and he wants to see uh, improvement on first and second down. Uh, what what can you do to improve on first and second down in your mind? And then secondly what's it like to have 18 third downs because third down is usually a quarterback
2: down. Yeah, you know, obviously we just need to execute more on first and second down, you know, whether it be a runner or pass, you know, we have to be able to get, you know, four or five yards on each down so that we can just keep moving on and uh, not worry about getting a third down. And I guess being third down, I've never heard it been called a the QB down or, or such like that. But, um, you know, we just got to be able to make plays. You know, Coach Langburn always says, you know, a good QB makes plays in third down. And you know, that's how we look at it, and we didn't make enough plays on third down After Spruce
0: putting up the numbers that he has? Do you expect teams to kind of start double-teaming him, triple-teaming him?
2: I mean, it's possible. I mean, if you want to really stop a big threat like Spruce, and that's one way to do it. Um, I don't think teams will be able to, given the other receivers we have. But, I mean, if they really want to, I mean, that's their choice.
3: So, but you haven't had a ton of uh, throwing opportunities in the red zone, when wouldn't you have that efficient? Are you more comfortable in those situations than maybe it was a
2: year ago. Yeah, I think so, and I think that comes with time and, and being in the system more. And just taking what the defense gives us, you know, you know, you can't say, hey, you know, I, I don't know, I just say what the defense gives me. And, you know, if I see Bruce one-on-one, you know, obviously you're going to like that matchup 10 times out of 10. Um, but it's just kind of based off what the defense gives us.
1: At UMass, it seemed that Terrence Crowder and a bunch of the
3: guys were getting up and getting lively and firing you guys up. Have you seen that continue, and do you think that's important for
1: Cal?
2: Yes, I, I have seen that continue and it's, it's definitely important. You know, each team or each person on this team is important and each guy has a role and TC does a really good job of, of keeping everyone in the game, uh, you know, keeping everyone focused and, and pumped on the sideline, which really helps us.
0: So it's the 25th anniversary of uh, Salamessi's mm-hmm. death. Did that come up in talks among the team and how important is, uh, you know, CU history to you and some of your teammates? That-
2: no, I wouldn't say it was a, it was a big factor uh, today with everyone. Uh, it, it was a little bit, uh, you know, he's a special memory. Um, you know, great guy um, from what I've heard. Uh, Talked to his, his nephew a little bit. So, um, you know, great remembrance of him and, and what he did here. And, you know, it's definitely important to, to remember those kind of people. Kels scored,
0: I think, 100 points in their last two games, obviously for prolific like offense. You guys didn't score at all in that second half against Hawaii. Did you enter
5: this game, I guess,
0: feeling or knowing like you guys are going to have to score quite a bit to keep pace?
2: No, I mean, we have a good defense, and we can. the defense can definitely stop them. You know, I'm not worried about that. Obviously, yes, the offense has to put points on the board, and, you know, you want touchdowns, but it's not like we're trying to go for a shootout here. You know, I have trust in our defense and trust in the offense that we'll be able to execute you know obviously we didn't execute last week like you said in the second half but you know we went in made the corrections and you know we're coming out and you know we're ready to play.
4: Cheeto uh, Cal ranks third in the nation in pass efficiency offense when you watch them on film what is it that makes it so hard to stop their passing game? Uh, none of their receivers are slack offs. like all of them run their routes all of them run fast Their quarterbacks a hell of a quarterback so we're going to have our uh, hands full this week, and we just got to step up to the plate as DBs and stop the pass. You guys didn't give up the touchdown in this
0: last game. Does
2: that motivate you for this weekend? Is that playing a role?
4: Yeah, it's something to build on. You know, We're trying to get better. We still gave up four field goals, and they got in the red zone four times. So we're just trying to build off that. You've know, you got to keep on stopping them, and that's the big thing that we've been harping on since I got here, and now we're starting to finally do it. So it's just building an identity on our defense.
0: Not only does Cal roll it a ball, they go deep a lot. I yeah. watched that game against Arizona. Every time they threw it, it seemed like they were throwing a long ball. They mm-hmm. played the game like you probably played a video game. Yeah. Do you guys like that challenge that it presents You I mean you're going to have
4: a busy day? Yeah, I mean, we like when quarterbacks throw, I'm not going to lie, because we, we always pride ourselves on getting picks or PBUs or causing turnovers. That's what our defense prides on. And when a quarterback throws it up like that, you know, we just want to make plays on the ball and try to get picks. We've been practicing a lot today already on the deep ball and trying to get it out. So it's just something that we're practicing this week, and we're going to try to get it.
0: We all know about the pac twelve reputation on offense. Um, what makes it so good? Is it the, uh, is it the talent? Is it the speed? Uh, are they deceptive? What makes it so good?
4: Uh, all those things you said, and plus every week, you're getting a different type of offense. Most of it's spread, but you know every week, we got to prepare a different way. And you know, not every time running the same offense, or rather than running a uh, gun and spread and passing a lot. So we just got to prepare every week differently. Makes it really hard.
3: You know, last year you guys struggled a lot uh, on defense, but it seems like you guys
4: are gaining a lot of confidence from a secondary standpoint. It's a couple pretty good games in a row. How much confidence are you guys gaining as a group back there? Oh, we're getting a lot of confidence. You know, we're kind of getting our swag or our swagger. You know, we're trying to, to stop quarterbacks from completing the ball. Simple as that. And we're doing a good job of that so far. We got to keep it rolling through the Pac-12 and get a couple Pac-12 wins. Um. <laughs>
3: Uh, Greg, uh seems like he's playing really well lately, you know, to be the senior of that group. Um, what's it like playing with him, and from your perspective, how is he playing, uh,
4: especially in the last several uh, Greg's always been like a big bro in the secondary, you know, helping people get uh, settled in their position and stuff like that. He's a great leader by example, you know. If you look at him, you can just look at what he's just techniques and learn how he's supposed to play the position. So, like, during that week of practice last week, he was doing a very good job of press and, locking down our receivers in practice, and that just really carried into the game. So it all started with practice, he's a great, practice is good and he plays good. A lot of
0: the guys on Cal are like the same guys, you guys, at least on offense, you guys saw here last year, the mm-hmm. quarterback, the receiver. So what makes this team so much better this year than one of an
1: 11 team you
4: faced last year? Uh, well, they had a new coach. So, I mean, it's just, they're just getting to the rhythm of things this year, I think, a little more. The tempo has increased. I think those players have even got better. The quarterback's more comfortable. So we and we're the same, too, you know, we had a new coach last year. We're getting more comfortable, too. That's why you see such a change in our defense. So it's going to be a good matchup because we like to compete for the ball and they like to throw it. So it should be a good game. In
3: terms of passing ability, is Goff the best quarterback you guys have gone up against this year or will?
4: I think we go against the best quarterback every day in practice, Cepho. You know, he throws the ball in the money. We don't get a lot of PBUs against him. But, you know, Jared Goff is a great quarterback. It's just like all the other Pac-12 quarterbacks. But yeah, I think Seth was a pretty good quarterback to go against every day.
3: Can you evaluate your defense this week compared to where you started the season?
4: Um, in terms of practice?
3: In terms of overall play.
4: OK, so in the beginning of the season, you, know, you always have those little tinks that you need to work on. You know, Run fits were a big thing during the Colorado State game. And then now, after that week, we did a lot on run fits. And then after that, we started doing a little more uh, pass coverage. And I was just kinda of getting together. We had to put it together a whole full quarters, four quarters, just like last game, so we could beat this team.
0: They lost in such heartbreaking fashion. They gave up thirty six points in the fourth quarter and on a hail Mary. I don't know if you've been part of a game like that, but I'm sure you've had some really disappointing losses. Yeah. Coaches always say, Hey, it's one another this week, you know, every week. But is it harder to come back from games like that in your experience? Um
4: well, most of the most heartbreaking games were at the end of the season, so I didn't really have a game after that <laughs> until the next season. So, I mean, those heartbreaking games really hurt, and I know they're going to come out fired up because I have good coaches that probably got them on the right road this week. To, they're going to try to you know, take us down, so, you know, that, that's, that sucks for them, and they're going to try to play hard, and we got to play harder. You
1: should have Coward recruited
4: Yeah, they recruited me. Um,
1: you had this game sort of circled on your calendar because it's so close to home, and that's sort
4: of... Uh Nah, it's not circled. So it's just another game. You know, it's just gonna be a little more family, a little more friends out there. It's good going back to California, of course, but you know, it's always a business trip. The only thing on my mind is getting that W. How
1: many friends and family are you expecting at the Uh,
4: fifteen plus, something like that.
1: Could you just talk about uh, your development as a player from the time you got here to now? I mean. How are you
4: progressing? Uh, my freshman year, I was really, I wasn't really technique based. I was uh, really relying on my athleticism. And this year, you know, I watched film of last year and I was really disappointed in myself. So in the off season, I worked really hard. And came with the coaches and they got me on the right track. So then now I'm watching more film and using more techniques to make more plays.
5: Saturday was a, a good day. It was absolutely a gorgeous day. Um, I thought the crowd was loud and excited, so it was a lot of fun. Our players had a lot of fun. It was a a, a tough game in the fact that uh, um, our kids played extremely hard, and we had some opportunities to kind of put the game away, and we let them hang around, but that also credit to them, not just us letting them hang around. They made some plays and did some good things, of course. I thought it was a very physical game. Uh, I thought it was a, a physical football game. And I was excited that we won, and uh, we had some guys step up, like Brady Day had to take the place of Addison Gillum, and, um, and some other guys that, that played in there—it was, it was pretty hot. So we rotated a lot of young men, especially on the defensive line. Played uh, nine to ten different guys up there, which was good. Um, and uh, some of those young guys are, are improving uh, weekly for us, which is great. And now we're getting ready to head off to uh, uh, Cal Berkeley and play Cal um, in our uh, first uh, road game in the Pac-12 this year. So our, our guys are excited about it, and. Uh, they're, they're a much, much improved football team. Very, very good. Really should be 3-0. Um, but the, uh, everybody knows the whole story on that. Um, so I, they're playing a lot better on defense. They're playing uh, their offense to me looks like the offense did when they were Louisiana Tech. We, we used to play them at San Jose State. They're clicking on all cylinders. And their quarterback um, is throwing the ball on time and throwing it to spots. And the receivers are getting there. It's uh, pretty impressive what they're doing. So it's going to be a tough task for us. Our, our kids will be excited about playing, and um, we'll look forward to going up there and playing. So I'll take any questions.
3: Seth was talking about his first interception uh, last week, and he said he thought he had a P.I. on Shea Field throughout. How is he coached uh, on situations like that?
5: Um, well, on that, you got you have to see a flag if you're going to throw it up. Um, um, and there wasn't an interference on Shea. It was like incidental contact. He went, and the guy kind of, they kind of tripped each other in a way. They don't usually call those. There wasn't hand contact, uh, and uh, you know that's one we where we should have just kept running and or throwing the ball out of bounds type of situation. You know, Nelson looked open for a second, but it's hard to run and throw across your body and people catching up. Um, but uh, we learn from that and, and move on. Coach,
1: what is sort of? I know you're not going to give away the game plan, but what are sort of some of the keys to to going up against the, the passing offense
5: like has, yeah. Well one of the things is you know they play re- really fast um, it's it's simple but it's true as soon as the snap is over and you've made the tackle you have to get up fast look at the signal and you have to be moving towards your position because they're going to snap the ball extremely quick. They want you to get misaligned half the time um, they do a good job of that uh, so that's one key font, um, asset and then you got to play tight coverage you've um, you got to understand also when they catch the ball we've got to Tackle them in space and get them down. The thing that they're doing better this year than they were last year, everybody talks about the passing take. they're running the football well. They're averaging 187 yards run rushing. Um, you know, If they run close to 200 yards, they're going to they're, they're be extremely hard to, to stop. So uh, they, they've got a good attack going, good balance attack. Um, so we're going to have to be able to line up quickly, recognize the formations, and, and play tight coverage and, and tackle the running backs well in the running game.
3: In your opinion, how well is Greg Henderson
5: playing right now? Uh, Greg's playing well. Um, he's playing really, really well. He's making plays for us and being aggressive. And uh, you know, I, I thought uh, that you know Kenneth Crawley's playing aggressive too. You know, um, you have to in today's today's football. You have to play aggressive. And also, you know, we, we've talked about it before. If you're not playing aggressive, they're going to complete 70% of their passes, and it's going to be a long day. If you're playing aggressive, you're going to have a few flags every once in a while, with your percentages down. I think we're down to teams are only completing like 49% on us, um, and we need to keep that up. Now, the team we play s- Saturday, if we can hold them 49%, we'll, we'll definitely be in good shape. But the way they do it, it's a little bit tougher to do that at times.
0: Coach, um, when you when a team suffers a heartbreaking loss like Cal suffered, is a coach's job more difficult back next week to get the team ready to play?
5: Wow, uh, I, that's a, a tough question. Um, I think that you have to. The first thing you have to do, and I'm pretty sure Sonny's doing it, I know, is you always forget. You don't forget, but you always got to get ready on Sunday or Monday to come back for the next week. The last game doesn't really affect the next week. The only thing that does is injuries, (laughs) and so you've got to figure out how you're going to put your team together, what you're going to play, and and the team you're playing next is a total different team, usually defensively, offensively, um, and you you can't let something like that linger on if you if you can't help it. Um, Those are you know those are. The, any game that you lose in the last play of the game, either way, field gold, touchdown at the end, however it happens, they're always a little bit more emotional right afterwards. Um, but usually it's still a win or it's still a loss, and you've got to get over it um, either way. Um, and so uh, I, think, I think that those type of games, though, stay in the media a little bit longer, um, probably. Talking about it um, is what you so the young men got to put it out of their mind. But I think they'll definitely be ready to play either way.
0: Mike, you've talked a lot about quarterbacks in Pac-12 making it the best conference
2: in the league country. Uh,
0: their offenses, you dig deeper, are they more complicated? Uh, I know they have more skill, maybe more skill players in some leagues, but are they more complicated?
5: Well, I think there's a lot of similarity in, in a lot of the offenses at different, you know, different leagues have a couple similar to it. I still think it's the quarterback makes it go. Um, but I do think that overall our, our skill talent at receiver at um, those areas um, top to bottom I would say is one of the, definitely one of the best in the country. Um, you know, you could argue with SEC maybe having better D linemen overall and all that type of thing. But there, I don't think there's anybody that has as much speed and quickness as our league has at the receiver areas and running back areas. My and God. the way they spread you out and utilize it.
3: You obviously had some success coaching in Northern California just a few years ago. And it was a different school, but there's some special meaning to you going back up to that area where you had some success and where you guys are also having some uh, recruiting success. Right. You
5: know, I, I think uh, you know going back. Um, of course, there'll be some friends and stuff there that come to the game and that type of thing. Um, but uh, you know, I think the, the the second part of your question is true. We recruit a lot of young men from that. We have a lot of young men on our football team from that area, so it'd be good for them to go home and, and play well and. Um, so that will be, uh, it's always good when they have more family in the stands. It seems like they're always a little bit more focused maybe. Um, and so I'm excited about that for those young men.
3: You had Identity Week in training camp, but now you've actually played some football games. How would you describe the identity of this team?
5: Well, I would say that uh, this team um, has a never-say-die attitude ever. And, and uh, a lot of people say that. Well, what I mean by that, their attitude now is not, just to finish the game, good. Their game, their idea is to finish the game and win it. Um, and I think that's the thing that we clicked over on. I really do.
3: What like is a follow-up to what I asked earlier? Uh, obviously, having uh, guys from that area now is nice. But you guys are still recruiting there. That's a big area oh, yeah. for you guys. So uh, going to this area this week is that a big? Is that a bigger deal in recruiting wise? Uh, going up to that area and maybe being able to uh, play in front of some of these kids who want to recruit? <coughs>
5: Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think our you, you sh- name's going to be on television, be in the papers a lot more this week up there, so we recognize, and I'm pretty sure there'll be some kids at the game that, um, that Cal and us are both recruiting, that type of situation. So um, that is a big deal in that part of it. I definitely agree.
0: With this being the 25th anniversary of Solomon S's death, uh, did you bring that up with the team? Uh, how important is that kind of stuff with uh, interview? Okay. Your-
5: I think it's very important. You know, uh, Sal's locker is in our locker room. Our kids walk by every single day, so it's not something that uh, uh, I, I would have to bring up. I think they, they all they know that they understand that, um, and uh, um, you know, we'll talk as a, will talk with Rick George and different people how how we exactly want to handle all that. Um, but you know, it's a that's a personal thing with the family, but it's also they also see a picture every single day in our team meeting room of that, the, the team that year at Washington right after his death. If y'all, you know, all seen it, they're all pointing after they're praying. So that is something that's not just on our mind because this is an anniversary of the, of the death. It's something that's on our mind and on our thoughts every single day for every player and every person in our football program.
0: In general, CU history,
5: how much do you bring that up? Uh, it's, it, I'm saying it's there every day. I don't no. think you have to really bring it up. I mean, we don't bring it up and just talk about it. Um, you know, um, his son coached on our team last year, so everybody knows uh, yeah. a lot about it.
0: When I was watching that Cal Arizona game, I was going to go back and forth, but it seemed like every time I turned on, Cal was throwing the long packs. But these guys mm-hmm. throw the ball deep down the field more than any team I've ever seen. Is that the case? And has that always been the case with these sunny Dyke teams? I mean, five or six touchdowns for like over 26 yards.
5: Yeah, they, they do throw the ball down the field, but they also Get it. They, they throw it everywhere. <laughs> I think that, uh, but I mean, when you throw it down the field and you complain it, that gets re- rerun on um, television more often. If it throws down the field and just falls to the ground, they don't show those. So they had a lot of big plays the other night um, in that football game. They have some big play capability receivers that are very fast after the catch also um, that can make a lot of things happen. And, you know, uh, Jared Goff is throwing the ball very accurate, um, especially down the seams, um, very, very accurate. Despite the two
4: penalties, Stefan Nimbaugh had his best grade this season, and the week before, Bernardi said he had his best technical game. Is he starting to finally come, come along a little bit?
5: Yeah, he, he's improved. Uh, you know, I mean, there's been some tough, tough days out there for him, of course, but he's improved every day, um, and uh, it's getting more and more um, understanding of what's going on uh, in, in the game, understanding how people are trying to attack him, understanding, uh, you know, where his help is, so to speak, um, where the quarterbacks come. Um, you know, setting up landmark um, is. Uh, I definitely think that uh, Stefan is improving, and he works extremely hard at it.
3: We talked a lot about this Cal offense, but what does their defense do?
5: Oh, their defense has played really, really well, except for the fourth quarter, uh, and they're probably he- tired of hearing that also, I would imagine. Uh, um, Art Coughlin is their defensive coordinator. I know Art really, really well. He lived across the street from me. We coached together at Ole Miss. Um, so I-, I know Art. And uh, he does a great job. He's been in a lot of places. I think last year when he was at Cincinnati, um, he had the number 19 defense in America. So uh, he, he does an excellent job. And they 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 know exactly what they're doing. Um, they get lined up correctly. Um, you see their communication. Um, I think they've really improved. They've got some guys back healthy too, which has helped them um, personnel-wise. And I think their defense has drastically improved from last year. Uh, Coach, after you guys, after George scores touchdown against – Hawaii, Uh, your offense kind of stuttered a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seemed like they kind of saw the first down runs and screens coming, -hmm. and it got got a little conservative. Are you going to change that up? Um, You know, we made good yardage on, um, except for the very first uh, drive, we had good yardage on first down games. We were gaining four to five yards on every run. Our problem was the next down. Uh, We either missed or we you know, uh, missed a throw, ran a wrong route. We just kind of never got on rhythm. Because we got some first downs and then we kind of got off kilter and got off a rhythm. Um, you know, we were not trying to be conservative. We tried to get, we had a couple throws downfield that didn't go as well as we'd like. Um, and uh, we weren't trying to be conservative at, at all. Um, and uh, we did feel like we could run the ball on them some and we, we made some, some good runs. Uh, we just never busted through and never got on rhythm. You know, we had a couple, third down plays where we just off here and there that would have kept drives alive and um, been able to move in and score for us. Just they did a good job at some things keeping us off rhythm and we hurt ourselves some also.
0: Mike, uh, Pac-12 teams score about 40 points a game. Uh, yep. Does that affect the way you game plan?
5: Um, no, we, we got to score more points if we're going to win football games in the Pac-12. There's no doubt about it. And we need to keep improving on defense. We need to make them kick field goals like we did last week because they're going to get down in the red zone. We've got to make them kick field goals, and we've got to cause turnovers. Um, When we cause turnovers, we need to capitalize capitalize on them. When we make good long kickoff returns, we need to capitalize. When we fake punts, we need to capitalize. And we did not do that as much Saturday as we're going to need to um, to to beat some of the teams that we want to beat um, coming up. One of the
1: uh, analysts on the broadcast of one of your games said that Seppo struggles, in his opinion, to throwing the ball to the left. Is that an issue you deal with with Sefo?
5: Um I, I think he has missed a few throws to the left, and that's something that we're definitely working on. Um, and uh, he's working on it every day and see um, he'll get better at it as, as he goes. I think, you know, sometimes um, that's uh, easy to say. Sometimes when you're watching it, if you really watch the film, there might have been a lineman in the way. You might have had a, you know, a target type thing. Now, definitely, all quarterbacks miss some throws, but it's not always just uh, you know, Sometimes the window's tight. Sometimes the guy might run the wrong route at the wrong depth. It's just a combination of those type of things that happen. We just got to get in better rhythm.
2: Mike, a follow-up to
0: for 40 points a game by the Pac-12 teams, typically. Is, do, do coaches maybe fall into a trap or they feel like they kinda to be wide open against you know, to try to get up in that 45-point deal. sounds like you don't like to fall on that
5: kind of track. No, I, I, well, there, you know, I kind of go by the way the game I'm trying to go on the game. If we, You know, our punter's awesome at pinning the people down there, um, if we can do that. But if we're not stopping them very well, or I feel like they kind of got us on our heels and we might be able to – we'll probably go for it more on fourth down to keep drives alive. I felt like the other day there was a couple times I felt like instead of kicking a long field goal or a real long field goal or punting it, that I felt like we had opportunities to make it. I think we were two or three on fourth downs. The shortest one we didn't make; the other ones we did. Um, I felt like that we needed. I felt like our team needs that. Um, and I still think we got to score touchdowns more often um, than settling, so to speak. Um, so I think you have to think a little bit more aggressive in today's football than maybe you used to. Um, I really do. Um, and uh, uh, so that's why we do that. And I'll kind of. Going in the game, I we'll kind of be thinking about some things and, and look at it. You know, um, also I felt like our defense was playing pretty good. Sometimes you, you, you kind of, it's a feel situation. But definitely in the Pac-12, um, you better score a few touchdowns if you're going to win some football games.
0: Coach, now that as you look forward, it's Pac-12 from here on out. The meeting your conference schedule. Is there one thing that you've seen from your team? I guess that'll gives you some comfort as you head into the bulk of your conference schedule? And is there one thing you've seen that
5: maybe keeps you up to date? Well, I think earlier what they said, I think that the young men's mindset, their work ethic, um, their focus and their intensity is at a level to to, to be successful. They believe they can win every game they're playing now. Uh, So I I see that in practice. I see that in their attitude. I see that on the sidelines. And so I think that that's important. I think that's uh, extremely important because in uh, any football game, especially the Pac-12, it's a it's a it's pretty much a roller coaster, and you better be able to play through all that positively and negatively. And so I see that. I think that, uh, uh, you know, we want to be able to score points. Uh, we want to be able to rush the passer a little bit better. Those are some things that always keep you up at night. I do think we've improved our tackling. I really do. Now, we're going to miss some tackles, but I really do believe overall we've improved our tackling in the open field. Uh, I think that uh, offensively we're able to – to move the ball on good football teams when we're in rhythm. Um, And I I think we have guys that can make plays um, for us in space, and even when they're covered, they can go up and get a football. So I think that all gives me some advantage of knowing that we can make some plays and do that.
0: Coach, can you talk a little about Nelson and the numbers that he's been putting up and how you kind of continue to give him the ball now that he's more of a national spotlight?
5: Uh, well, Nelson, like I said before the season, start, I was saying that I thought he was an elite Pac-12 receiver. Um, everybody didn't believe me, um, and uh, except for Nelson, um, I think, and uh, and our team knew that, of course. Uh, I think that he's a really good football player. We're able to move him around. He's very bright. He can play all the different spots, and uh, we'll get we'll keep getting the ball, um, and I think he'll be able to keep getting open. Um, so we we got to be able to do that, and you know he's a, he's a he's a good player. Um, you know since the since the he started. People started rolling to him as early as the second game. So, I mean, they've been trying to double him some. He's still making the plays. And uh, that's a credit to Brian Lengren and Troy Walters and being able to utilize him and work with him. And our other receivers are good, too. I mean, Sheafield's is making a lot of plays. DeeDee's making plays. Tyler McCullough's making plays. You know, so that, that's, that's good for us.
0: Anything else for Coach? We'd probably be remiss if we didn't bring
5: up the other anniversary. Tomorrow's the 20th anniversary of the catch. Maybe where were you? What do you know about it? Uh, The 20th anniversary of the catch? Uh, Yes, I I see that every day, too. That's on the wall in our team meeting room. Um, And uh, it's impressive. 1994, correct? Uh, I I was um, coaching at UT Martin. So that's where I was. I remember seeing it on uh, ESPN reruns or you know that night after the game pretty amazing to say the least i can't believe how far he threw it that still boggles my mind 70 something yards in the air not not many people even try that because the guy can't throw it that far usually cordell stewart was pretty much a freak wasn't he (laughs) so all right thank you very much